0: Abolition, 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 abolition.
1: With this warning to the American people, I bring my story to its end.
2: What men want and what they will, working for a dollar bill, sad to see the old slave mill. Grinding slow but grinding still Walking home a youth gets killed Police free to shoot at will Sad to see the old slave mill Grinding slow but grinding still Nine to five you know the drill Weekends are a short-lived thrill Sad to see the old slave mill Grinding slow but grinding still Cover on it over till it's still they until till they their fill. Sure hurts to see the old slave mill. <laughs> grinding slow but grinding still, grinding
1: still. A new pattern of oppression replacing the old slave system was growing up in the South. The plantation owners, shorn of their source of power by emancipation, devised new methods of reducing the freedman to a state of peonage that would keep him bound hand and foot to the plantation. Terrorist societies, such as the Ku Klux Klan swept down upon Negroes who dared to protest the violation of their rights. Any Negro community which sought to defend its civil liberties soon found its churches and schools a smoking shambles. Soon, as a result of this terror, the constitutional amendments adopted after the Civil War became little better than a mockery of freedom. When I met delegates, at Negro conventions who had lived through the horrors of seeing their families massacred, their churches and schools burned to the ground, and their homes left in smoke and ruins, I realized the ridiculousness of the contention that my work was over. Constitutional amendments guaranteeing the Negro equality and fair play looked very well in print, I reminded my friends. But law on the statute book and law and the practice of the nation are two very different things and sometimes very opposite things. What were the 14th and 15th Amendments worth to the victims of the Klan Terror? What did the ballot mean to men reduced to a state of peonage? At the South, I argued in speech after speech, the Negro dependent upon his enemy for his daily bread cannot long vote or act contrary to the will of those To whom he must necessarily look for food and raiment which he must have it is a grand thing to have rights secured by constitutional provisions and by legal enactments but without a public opinion and the government to enforce them they are a mockery to be one half freeman and the other half slave to be a citizen and yet treated as an alien To be a man and yet not be a man among men may do for monsters, but not for genuine manhood. To those who called for a halt to agitation on the Negro question, I replied, We certainly hope that the time will come when the colored man in America shall cease to require the special efforts to guard these rights, and advance their interests as a class. But that time has not yet come, and is not even at the door. When the doors of nearly every workshop in the land are closed against the colored race, and the highest callings open to them are of a menial character, while a colored gentleman is compelled to walk the streets of our large cities like New York, unable to obtain admission to public hotels, while staterooms are refused in our steamboats, and berths are refused in our sleeping cars on account of color, and the Negro is a byword and a hissing at every corner, the Negro is not abolished as a degraded caste, nor need his friends shut up shop and cease to make his advancement in the scale of civilized life a special work.
0: Abolition, today, once
2: upon a time. My man got fucked. Now how is that for a story? Cause that's the story of black people in America. Hi. <laughs> Shit, you all don't know you black yet. You think you just people. Let me be the first to tell you that you are all black. The moment these Dutch motherfuckers set foot here and decided they white, and you get to be black, and that's the nice name they call you, let me paint a picture of what's waiting for you on the shore. You arrive in America. Land of opportunity, milk and honey and guess what? You all get to be slaves. Split up, sold off, and worked to death. The lucky ones get Sunday off to sleep, fuck and make most slaves and all for what? For cotton, indigo, for a fucking personal shirt. The only good news is the tobacco your grandkids are going to farm for free. It's going to give a shitload of these white motherfuckers cancer. And I ain't even started yet. A hundred years later, you are fucked. A hundred years after that, fucked. A hundred years after you get free, you still getting fucked out of job and shot at by police. You see what I'm saying? This guy gets it. I like him. He's getting angry. Angry is good. Angry gets... Get done. Usually and he is telling you: you are staring down the barrel of 300 years of subjugation, racist bullshit, and heart disease. He is telling you. That is the one goddamn reason you shouldn't go up there right now. And slit the throats
3: of every last one of these Dutch motherfuckers and set fire to this ship! But
2: <laughs> now, You're already dead, asshole. At least die a sacrifice for something worthwhile. Let the motherfucker burn! Let it all burn!
1: With this warning to the American people, I bring my story to its end. To be one-half Freeman, and the other half slave, to be a citizen and yet treated as an alien, to be a man and yet not be a man among men may do for monsters, but not for genuine manhood.
0: Abolition, every day. <laughs> the digesting Digest International, which was a collective that I was a part of at that
4: time. And it, uh, I wrote it after the prisoners at McAllister, Oklahoma, burnt that prison down. I republished it on my blog last year when Atmore, Alabama, went up in flames. It breaks my heart that we're still doing that work, that they're still fighting, that they're still burning those places, and we have taken so long to get to where we are now. But it is. an incredible moment in history that we are here now. There are a lot of people here who've been doing this a long time, and there's a lot of young people here who are picking up the torch. Carry on. They never make no
2: secret about who they are and what they are. Uh The real question is, what are we going to do? Who are we? What do we stand for? Yes. How much are we ready to fight and
0: stand up for what? Right, for ourselves. That's the issue. Change your mind. Stop calling it the things that it is not. It's not mass incarceration. It's not all those things I've mentioned before. What
3: is it? Flavory. What do we want to hear? Flavory. What are we fighting? Flavory.
5: You might be right.
6: You might be wrong, you might just think your life has gone on for too long. Your knees get weak,
2: yes they do, your heart grows cold, and you're tired of doing everything that you're told.
4: It's almost dawn, stand up and be strong, find a brand new song before
2: they're gone, stand up and be strong. If you live in the hills, hills, take too many pills, oh too many pills, cause you lost the thrill against your own will, stand up and be strong, yes sir. which allows them, see, everybody else
0: can read that statement, everybody can read the statement, and it says clearly that for the punishment of a crime, they can turn you, they can place you in prison, but it also says that they can turn you back into a slave.
2: When the war is too long, and your rights are all wrong,
4: when they a face, put them in their place, stand up and be strong, in the times of a
0: Abolition.
5: Abolition, Day, Abolition. Today. Day. 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 Get him in, get them in.
6: The sale began. This poem is called The Slave Auction. It was written by Frances Ellen Watkins Harper, a black lady poet writing in the 1850s. This was after she had seen an auction. The sale began. Young girls were there, defenseless, In their wretchedness, whose stifled sobs and deep despair revealed the anguish of their breast. And women stood with streaming eyes and saw their dearest children sold. Unheeded rose their bitter cries as tyrants bartered them for gold. And men whose sole crime was their hue the impress of their maker's hand, and small and trembling children, too were gathered in that mournful band. And women, with their love and truth, for those in sable forms do dwell, gazed on the lovers of their youth with anguish none may paint nor tell. You who have laid your loves to rest and wept above that lifeless clay. No, not the anguish of the breast whose loves are rudely torn away." The sale began.
7: Get them in, get them in. This is in the north country of New York. It is very sparsely populated, only about 25 miles from the Canadian border and full of a lot of woods and a few scattered homes and hunting cabins. Lots of places to hide out. In fact, it's so far north and so cold so much of the time, many of the inmates refer to this prison as Little Siberia. It's separated from the outside world by a 60-foot wall and the world inside can be a very harsh place. Starts with the inmates. Look at the numbers on all of this. There are about 2,000 inmates inside the main prison there. 90% of them are in for violent crimes. That is a high number, and it's the biggest prison in the state. The median age also matters here, because look at that. 39 and the median minimum sentence, 14 years. All of this is a formula, formula for very potential violence in this area. Beyond that, there's more. The racial makeup really counts here. The vast majority of these inmates are black or Latino, three quarters of them. And yet, with more than 900 corrections officers here, only a very tiny sliver are anything other than white officers. Five, in one recent survey, were Latino. Everybody else is white. Again possibly a cause for tension when you look at the whole situation, and they have had tension here before. Three-quarters of the inmates in a recent survey by an inmates advocacy group said that they have been subjected to racial harassment. Beyond that, they say that fights are common, and the suicide rate is actually quite high here, one of the highest in the state, high among a lot of prisons. So Anderson, all of that adds up to a place that is a very difficult place for any inmate to live. And, and Tom, basically the, much of the economy in the region relies on this prison, right? Yeah, that's why it's so hard to fix all of this because this has been here since the 1800s and this whole town out here, four to 5,000 people absolutely rely on the jobs connected to this prison and there are other towns up in New York that have a very similar equation. So every time they talk about maybe taking it down or moving it or changing it in some substantial way, local politicians will say, look, there to be a lot of jobs lost here and that makes meaningful change very difficult despite a troubled history.
5: Get them in, get them in.
7: The sale began. The detention center that I'm going to sell today really is state-of-the-art. It's as good as it can possibly get. You have the people coming into that
1: pipeline, so you have an endless supply of product. No matter what your business is, what you're looking for, we will have a steady supply of people in America to fill this facility. five million times.
2: $5 million you want with $5 million?
5: $5, five million you want with $5 million? Five. Yes, thank you. got let me in the hurt. Now let me in <laughs> men, get 'em hurt. Bitter get in. That sun is hot and plenty bright. Let's get out of business and get home tonight. Bitter men. Auctioning slaves is a real high art. Bring that young gal, Roy. She's good for a start. Bitter men, get them in. Now here's a real good buy on about 15. Her great-grandmammy was a die homie queen. Just look at her face, she sure ain't homely. Like she in the Bible, she's black but comely bit em in. Gonna start at three. Can I hear three? Step up, gents, take a good look, see, cause I know you want her once you've her. She's young and right, make a darn good breeder, bid 'em in. She's good in the field, she can sew and cook. Strip her down, Roy, let the gentleman look. She's full up front and ample behind. Examine her teeth if you got a mind, bid in, get 'em in. Here's a bid of three from a man who's thrifty Three twenty-five. can I hear three fifty? Your money ain't earning you much in the banks Turn around, Roy, let them look at her flanks Bid them in 3 dollars bidding, I'm looking for four At $400, she's a bargain, show. Sure. Four is the bid, Four dollars 5 $500 now, look alive Bid them in, get them in Don't mind them tears, that's one of her tricks $5.50's bidding, who'll say six? She's healthy and strong and well-equipped Make a fine lady's maid when she's properly whipped Bid them in 6 Six don't be slow Seven is the bid. Gonna let her go. At seven, she's going, going, gone. Pull her down, Roy. Bring the next one on. Bid them in. Get them in. Bid them in.
0: The Abolition. seal begins.
5: Abolition. 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 Hey. Hey. I got, hey, I got Max Barthas. I got Tribal rain. Hey. 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 They made it to California, y'all. It's getting ready to go down
4: this upcoming Saturday, August. That the California State Capitol join us. We'll be marching from Cracker Park all the way to the California State Capitol for the vote on
0: for March, excuse me, March on for voting rights. And we will also be celebrating the one year anniversary of Abolish Slavery National Network. That's right. We're going to march from the Crackers all the way up to the Abolish Slavery. (laughs) End this drama before the curtain closes. Let my people go. All right. You heard Moses. Boom. See, the sad fact of the
4: matter is, if you're not going to stand up and act, you get the fuck out the way. And if those of us who are consciously aware that the overseers are still hunting in America's hunting grounds, stand up and fight. Boom.
3: And so they use the law to strip the rights of 120,000.
0: 125,000 people incarcerated in California, and before Proposition 17, there were an additional
8: 300-some-thousand people who were on parole and probation who couldn't vote. So we're talking nearly a half a million people
3: who were stripped from society. Boom! Ratified!
4: After the Civil War ended. In 1865, the 13th Amendment to the Constitution was said to legal slavery in America. However, did it really? Today, that oppression, that oppression continues in the form of programs that pay prisoners, many of them people of color, pennies on the dollar
9: for our labor.
4: It, We're here today to demand federal voting rights for all. To continue to fight against structural racism.
9: Boom. Fourteenth boom, boom. Amendment freed the slaves and made more. They chained us down and locked us up and then they made more.
10: d yeah. gone. Yeah. Uh.
9: Boom. I done took too many L's like a debut on Mari. You don't stand for nothing. They on key, it starts incarceration. The buses till we did leave the party. Had away my intense Stereo. Roaches in my cereal. We ain't had no bank account. Disconnect my sprint phone. Chris be looking pitiful. Oh, Hard as that scenario. Stressing that day. Yeah, I gotta wait, don't it. You ain't got no money. Sleep on the floor strip on the street. If you ain't got no job, ain't got no job. No food to eat. Everybody depend on you. With damn it, who you ask for help. Everybody down bad. They going through the same head. You to do what you gonna do. They call it surviving. They hear listin' servers and they selling those surviving. And every day you got to hug just to stay afloat, you look around and all your brothers in the same boat. Your skin brown, black, they put a section. They got a bit a police. Start to incarceration of bosses Till we dearly departed Had to weigh my attention Double back for my head yeah. God be our strength when we broke his hell When we going through hell Living in hell, living in sales. All this depression, no, you see us in it All this depression, no, you see us in it Lord, it's my vessel, pass on all my sin. No, you a vengeance, I know your mercy is there. Mercy to the slums, mercy for us all to repent Free us from our change our high life forever we was lost, but you ain't forsaken, you took the cross just to save us, yeah hey, Fremont is the trap, huh, huh Fremont is at the trap now, yeah They tryna lock us up in prison We the slaves, we the slaves, 13th Amendment, yeah Fremont is at the trap now, yeah They wanna lock us up in prison We the slaves, we the slaves, 13th man, yeah We
0: the slaves, we the slaves. Abolition. Abolition.
9: What these people have forgotten
11: is the story of King Cotton. And my point is that from Plymouth Rock, white supremacy was the basis of how this country was formed. It doesn't mean that we're not a great country. It doesn't mean that we currently are all bigots. It means this is the truth about how our country was formed, and we can either deal with it realistically and as the truth, or we can keep trying to deny it. And in terms of keep trying to deny the nature of our true history, I feel like just saying, how's that working out for us? I'm now going to show you, in the words of the people who built the country, how important white supremacy was. What these people have forgotten is the story of King Cotton. Important as the soul is to the body, and without it, no house can gain a proper stability. And you're like, Jeff, that's 1784, long time ago. What these people have forgotten, bear with me, is the story of King. Cotton. Forty of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence owned other human beings the founding fathers of america had absolutely positively no problem with white supremacy they believed in it it was the truth it was the reality of their time and they weren't embarrassed to say it. what these people have forgotten is the story of king one of the main reasons that native americans were driven off their ancestral land The plantation owners had to have room. If you're going to grow cotton and tobacco, eat a lot of land. What these people have forgotten is the story of King Cotton. 13% of the entire American population was enslaved by 1860. Can I see a show of hands? How many people understood that slavery was that pervasive? And maybe some, and that's good, but you know what? I guarantee if you knew that, you didn't learn it in high school and you didn't learn it in college. You learned that somewhere else. This is not taught to us to understand the economic dependency on slavery. And so when I talk about the monuments and the Civil War and the things that are behind this, one of the other things I would just encourage you to do, like any other investigation that you would do, follow the money to understand what the motivation is. Just follow the money. The Indian Removal Act of 1830 took a hundred thousand adults and sent them on our version of the Long March and you see how many of them died on that March. What this did to the Choctaw Indians in the southeast was horrendous. And here's why they did it, because they needed room for this. What these people have forgotten is the story of King cotton. People may think, well, I have an understanding that slavery was somehow directly tied to cotton production, and cotton production was kind of important. I want to ask you to think about that in some different. Terms. And before we do that, let's talk about Andrew Jackson, who was the architect of the Indian Removal Act. And our president, once again, we talk about rewriting history. You can't diss Andrew Jackson. He's on the $20 bill. And if he's on the $20 bill and he's a horrible, horrible person, what does that mean? Does that mean we have to take him off the $20 bill? Does that mean we have to start thinking about why we put him there in the first place? I don't want to deal with that. He's a great president. Well, these are the facts about Andrew Jackson that I'd ask you to consider. What these people have forgotten is the story of King Kong. But here's what our president of the United States has said about Andrew Jackson. And I'm going to read this. Had Andrew Jackson been a little bit later, you wouldn't have had the Civil War. He was a very tough person, but he had a big heart. And he was really angry that he saw what was happening with regard to the Civil War. He said, there's no reason for this. The problem with it is, the first problem, that Andrew Jackson was dead 16 years before the Civil War started. And I know it is. It's like... Are you kidding me? But it's like as funny as a heart attack. Because there are people who believe this. And this is part, you're saying like, oh, it's ridiculous. Nobody believes that. We are in 2017 and we're having a debate about what the Civil War meant. If you think that who controls the past is not important, you are wrong. Think about the the arguments that we're having in this country today. And it's because the past has been concealed. What these people have forgotten is the story of King Kai. This is one of the most amazing books you will ever see. Written in 1839, Slavery as it is. And the only thing these people did was to go to newspapers, cut out articles about slavery, and put them in a book. That's why they called it Slavery as it is. And so I want to show you the real Andrew Jackson, because he had a slave that ran away, and he wasn't having that. So he put an ad in the newspaper, stopped the runaway, and he offered a $50 reward. That's not what I want to talk to you about. It's the end of this newspaper advertisement put in by Andrew Jackson near Nashville, state of Tennessee. And this is what it says. If you find that slave, $10 extra for every 100 lashes any person will give him to the amount of 300. What these people have forgotten is the story of King Kong. When people say, folks didn't fight the Civil War about slavery, they were about defending slavery. This is years before the Civil War. Is slavery as it is everyone knew that this is what slavery was about there weren't any questions about it these people, people have forgotten, is the story of king Kong. so Texas school officials are saying, we want our children to learn that slavery was a side issue to the Civil War because it's divisive. We have to look forward. And, and President Trump is saying, we need to love each other now and whatever. But we need to love each other and we have to look forward, not backward. And I get that. Looking forward is important. But if you are looking forward from a place that is false, then where you're looking forward to is the road to hell. We can't go forward without acknowledging where we have been. What these people have what forgotten, these people have is, forgotten the is the story of King Cotton. And that's something that I will never forget. I didn't have to learn this in the past six years. I had to learn the true meaning, but I didn't have to learn the term because King Cotton was part of my upbringing in Memphis, Tennessee. King Cotton was a food brand. King Cotton was on everything. There was actually a hotel King Cotton in Memphis. Army and Navy Club, completely air conditioned. Bed and halls, sprinkler protected. Three channel radio and Muzak and overlooking the Mississippi River. This was one of the luxury hotels in Memphis. But what does the phrase King Cotton mean? what it meant to me was bacon because king cotton bacon king cotton sausage king cotton like rolls this was this was like the food of my childhood everybody in memphis bought king cotton brand and when i finally found out what the name actually stood for i felt like i wanted to throw up because king cotton The theory that was used by Southerners before the Civil War to say, we can do this. We can break away from the North and it's economically feasible. And here's why. Everybody depends on our cotton. We can shut down the mills in the North in a heartbeat. Britain and France are going to have to make a decision. Will they support us militarily? Because we can cut down their mills. We just won't send them our cotton. It couldn't have been more practically and beautifully stated than it was by Senator Henry Hammond of South Carolina. Without firing a gun, without drawing a sword, should they make war on us, we could bring the whole world to our feet. What would happen if no cotton was furnished for three years? England would topple, headlong, and carry the whole civilized world with her, save the South. No, you dare not make war on cotton. No power on earth dares to make war upon it because cotton is king. Follow the money. This is how important cotton was. What these people have forgotten is the story of King cotton. What kind of money are we talking about? 1840, cotton made 59% of all US exports. This is 16, 15 years before the Civil War. 1.5 million pounds with about 700,000 slaves and you can see how that changed. 2.25 billion pounds and almost 4 million slaves. This is what made America wealthy. This was the formation of wealth, and folks, I just want to make sure as a side note to say, I hope you don't think that the money made from slavery just dissolved and went up into the air. It went into companies and businesses and not even tracing and blaming those corporations those corporations hired people and paid their salaries and their benefits and gave them the ability to raise families and to pass wealth on through the generations this money is what made america financially stable is the story of king the market value of slaves in 1860 was greater than the market value of every railroad, factory, and bank combined. Follow the money, because the money we're talking about was huge, huge.
0: It's straight up slavery, so-called ended, extended to the third degree, involuntary servitude, I ain't get it, sentenced to a five with a ten and I did it, I'm in the 13th if real freedom exists, reparations, can't give back what I've missed, home on parole just calculated the risk, so it's back to the block with them dimes and nicks recidivism, trying to paralyze the energy, suppress the ambitions of a black man, listen, I'm fed up, Still walk with my head up and lead by example. Something most men can't do. That prison labor. Wouldn't wish that on my worst neighbor. Oppression in the truest form. Results to poor behavior and it occurs on the norm. Swarm like them bees in the trees, define unity and power all affected. Let's build our community.
9: TP. Slavery, the 13th Amendment, 96 crime bill, we mostly defenders. Broken descendants, your folk reap the benefits. To humanize a brother, so we won't reach the census. Three-fifths, is he part of the population? We pissed, we started the operation. Supremist, we we'll argue it's not a racist system. While we massively incarcerated, the facts would be hard to face it. Try to practice the art of patience. Black and brown, we always sanction. Uh, cheap labor need larger payments. Crap, crack, error, sentence with the lifers. It's opioid, and now we got a crisis. Yeah.
1: And flags should be tagged with three marks of the sixes Cause they used to hang us in the park by the benches Don't care about your suffixes or prefixes Slavery never was abolished, they remixed it The proclamation was
0: a prop for the clan. They freed us, but with no crops and no land So they get free labor when they let us bleed in the can Cause we were sought to crime when trying to feed the fam Had brushes with the law, stayed consistent Been arrested 14 times, no conviction Futurism came out swinging, Sunny Liston And I represented myself, that boy different My folks built this country, how we lazy And we bring in all of the culture, cause we wavy
3: Me work for 33 cents, you must be crazy The government wants some of my time, they got to pay me Michelle Alexander with the new Jim Crow Saw average 13th and I was like, whoa Black codes, they weren't codified Involuntary servitude, I was victimized So I became the sharecropper Couldn't pay the fee, live a life of vagrancy Couldn't pay the debt of a sharecropper And now, I'm in the penitentiary I need that real emancipation No slavery, don't exploit my situation No progress without struggle like rope In November, ballot question, thanks to FIBO Hurt the bottom line of them corporations No more making money off incarceration I'm in the 13s with no hesitation, so I can talk about my mule and my
2: reparations. Uncles and fathers snatched out of the home, uh, leaving mothers and children all alone, taking collect calls over their telephones and for... Black people, Black such people. a familiar song, not a crack baby, but was born in the 80s. Reagan made a deal to keep my family having great needs. Seven uncles, most of them were doing time. All was a flash before my eyes, we don't say cheese. Got no manners, so most of my homies take pleas. Get released to keep their freedom, gotta pay fees. See the orange uniform is for the worst team. Coming from the bottom, play it off like an eight seed. Like Rules like potato salad, man, who made these? One out of every four in prison, skin is like me. like me. Decades after they implemented the third. Numb to the pain like we chugging me a little boo baby. Tú también tomadas si una decisión te deja libre o te deja dentro de una prisión, sea del cuerpo, de mente o de tu espíritu. Préndete te queda dentro, viene tu luz, alumbra, ilumina tu camino. Vive tu vida, tienes un destino. Oye, y coge de este consejo libre desde No hay que sufrir y fathers
0: before Christopher sailed the harbor. His story that he tells these tales the monsters. And even in those tales of his story, they don't ever talk about How they came to conquer, what about the old mix? Wisdom of the told text, Gold Tip Arrowheads to stretch him like a bow flex. Powers in the march, the artists in the protest. Jim Crow laws and you can hang them by the throat next. 13th Amendment, the dirt is extensive. Based on principles, some folks, please suspicion. Even the school systems will school you to miss this. And this is how I move, how I move with the business. This is endless, this is endless. This is endless. Abolition. endless. Abolition, abolition, abolition. 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 abolition.
5: What can I say about Ancestry.com? My adventure began when I received a leaf pointing me in the direction of my great-grandfather, who was a pilot with the Flying Aces in World War
11: I. On my mother's side, I found an aunt who traced her lineage all the way back to Thomas Jefferson.
7: I was able to trace my bloodline back to nobles
2: and even a king. I discovered I'm a direct descendant of Eric the Red.
8: After only a couple of hours on Ancestry.com, I was able to trace my family line all the way
2: back
9: to none other than our third president, Thomas Jefferson.
6: Marie Antoinette.
5: Thomas Jefferson. Aristotle. Thomas Jefferson. Alexander the Great. Thomas mother Jefferson.
0: Join Ancestry.com and begin a one-of-a-kind journey into your unique past. Because
5: you never know where your story begins. for Jefferson. Jefferson.
3: Baby, baby, I'm mourning. I'm mourning,
4: mourning, mourning. Mama, tell me about my. Tell me about my. Fa- my father. Read this, notes on the state of Virginia, by Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson. The first difference which strikes us is that of color. The first difference which strikes us is that of color. Whether the black of the skin proceeds from the color of the blood, the color of the bile, or from that of some other secretion, the difference is fixed in nature. Is this difference of no importance? Is it not the foundation of a greater or less share of beauty in the two races? Are not the expressions of every passion in the color of white preferable to that eternal monotony, that immovable veil of black, which covers all the emotions of the other race? Superior beauty. Superior beauty is thought worthy of attention in the propagation of our horses, our dogs, and other domestic animals. Why not of that in man? It appears to me that in memory they are equal to whites, in reason much inferior, and in imagination they are dull tasteless and anomalous. They are at least as brave and more adventuresome, but this may proceed from want of forethought. They are more ardent for their female. Love seems with them to be more an eager desire than a tender, delicate mixture of sentiment and sensation. Their griefs are transient. They seem to require less sleep. We hold, we hold, we hold, we hold, we hold these truths to be self evident. This unfortunate difference of color and perhaps of faculty is a powerful obstacle to the emancipation of these people. Deep rooted prejudices entertained by the whites. 10,000 recollections by the blacks of the injuries sustained new provocations will divide us and produce convulsions across this nation which will probably never end but in the extermination of one by the other we hold these truths to be Mama, read this. I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just, that his justice cannot sleep forever. I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just, that his justice cannot sleep forever.
0: Abolition. Abolition.
10: Today. As you all know, Deacon Hill, Coach Hill, whom we all knew and loved, was killed this past week by the Montgomery police when he suggested to them that they had beaten on another man sufficiently. Brother Hill was my friend. He was your friend. He was these three boys' father. He was this woman's loving husband. Brother Hill was a good man, a courageous man. Last week, Brother Hill found a cause worth dying for. I envy him. Like Moses, he was a peaceful man who saw something that so horrified him he was compelled to act. They say, he was interfering with the police in the execution of his duties. I say, he was carrying out God's program. Now I don't have to remind you about the 10 commandments. Brother Hill knew that the, the simplest and the clearest those ten great commandments was, "Thou shalt not kill." God never said, "Thou shalt not kill," unless you are a police officer. He most certainly did not say, "Thou shalt not kill," unless you are white. Last week, a white man was fined
3: for shooting a rabbit out of season. But it's safe to murder Negroes. A rabbit is better off than a Negro because in Alabama, niggas are always in season. And I'll tell you why it's safe to murder Negroes. Because Negroes stand by and let it happen.
10: When the Klan burns a cross, it is a message. The next step will be a lynching. As I watched the cross burning outside the church last night, it occurred to me that the crucifixion was just that, a lynching. And isn't it ironic that everything we worship was made possible by a lynching? Because at that ultimate moment of death, Jesus spoke the words that transformed a lynching into a crucifixion that made Jesus not a condemner but a redeemer. He said Father forgive them for they know not what they do but the white policemen who are free day after day
3: the murder Negroes know what they do and you know what you do when you stand by and watch your brothers and sisters being lynched it is as if you stood by while Christ was being crucified woe unto you scribes Pharisees hypocrites that's what you are because you sit here every Sunday morning, praising Jesus.
10: while you know that every Saturday night, your brothers and sisters are being murdered and say nothing. to do nothing. Is it fear? Are you afraid? If you speak too loudly, protest too strongly, you'll be killed like Brother Hill you well may be. He who takes not this cross and follows me is not worthy of me.
3: Are you worthy of Jesus Christ or are you only worthy of the state of Alabama?
0: Abolition. 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 Abolition.
8: Abolition. abolition. Greetings to all the champions of justice and equality with the Abolish Slavery National Network. I'm Oregon Senator Jeff Merkley, and I applaud each and every one of you for coming together to fight to finish the work that was begun so long ago to abolish slavery in America once and for all. Generations of Americans have been taught to believe that slavery in our nation ended with the 13th Amendment. We all know that unfortunately, however, that wasn't the case. 14 critical words in that amendment, the slavery loophole allowed this horrific institution to endure right up to this very day, 156 years later. Those words are neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States. Those 14 words allowed white-led governments in the southern United States to arrest Black Americans for the crime of being Black and rent those Black Americans back out as slaves. The Slavery Clause perpetuated slavery and all the damage that went with it, subjecting those re-enslaved to the most dangerous and deadly working conditions, subjecting them to the master's whip. The clause continued to rob Black Americans of their freedom, to tear Black parents away from their children, to destroy the finances of black families, to inflict harm in every horrific manner in a way that has reverberated down through generations. Even today, as I speak, the slavery clause allows prisons to rent out those serving sentences for public and private profit. No clause in our constitution more embodies systemic racism than this one. And it is far past time that we remove it once and for all and end slavery in America. That is the battle that I'm waging at the federal level. I'm introducing a constitutional amendment to correct this wrong, but it won't be an easy fight and it will not be quickly over. But we know we have to fight this fight in every place we can, not just the floor of the Senate. Too many state constitutions contain the same language, 21 states in fact, and the people need to know about that And that's why your efforts to educate people across the country about this ongoing blight is so critical to the efforts I'm leading in Congress. In 2018, you all successfully amended Colorado's constitution to remove their slavery clause. And you helped accomplish the same last year in Nebraska and in Utah. You are on the front lines of this movement, making a difference for Americans everywhere, helping to shine a bright light on this dark side of our constitution. Keep up the great work, because together, I know that we will succeed in finishing the work that we began so long ago, abolishing the slavery clause and slavery in America once and for all.